Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. An Elio's original. For Koreans, like in like my family, like something always is gonna like around the corner. Something's gonna yes, yeah, yeah. Like they're always thinking of something bad. Koreans, just us as a, just historically, we're used to horrors, you know, happening to us. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Margaret Cho. Today we have a great episode with Randall Park, who is the incredible star of. Fresh off the boat. And um, we recorded this before all of the events of May and the murder of George Floyd. But uh, I'm really excited to talk to him. And, and yeah, he's an amazing guy. Enjoy the episode. What was your favorite sitcom when you were a kid growing up, do you think? Uh, Sanford and Son. Yeah, I mean, uh, just so funny. hands down. So funny. Growing up. Yeah. So funny. Now, it's like, there's so many things. I love it because it was a junkyard. It was a junkyard in South Central LA. Lamont was so handsome. Lamont was amazing. Yeah. And really doting, like, got quite a lovely son, you know, really. Oh, great son. Very devoted. Really devoted. And then Ma- uh, LaWanda Page, right? LaWanda Page, yes, and Esther. She uh, was actually um, his opening, Red Fox's opening act on the road. Yeah, I read about that. I read about that, which is uh, just so, I mean, yeah, the history there. They is, would tour is, together uh, on like, so I imagine like on the weekends, they would go uh, and do comedy I remember on the weekend, one weekend, um, and I was always too young to go see them do comedy. Cause they they would mm-hmm. come and do shows in San Francisco, like on Friday and Saturday night. I know that they did. I remember them playing like USF, um, mm-hmm. like a university mm-hmm. show with LaWanda would do like the opening slot and then Red Fox would do the, the closing slot. And then um, yeah. I did some sort of event much later and it was the royal family or some show like that. It was after Sanford and Son, and um, mm-hmm. it was a uh, uh, Red Fox with Red Fox. Oh, but he wow. um, he had had actually married his wife. I think it was like his third or fourth wife at the, the time. Korean, was right? Korean. Was she, she was Korean. Korean. Yeah, that's right. That's she right. was really Korean, like from Korea. She wore a hanbok and everything, like yeah. real Korean. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember seeing photos of that. Uh, <laughs> 
She was real yeah. Korean. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But I, I think his comedy was very, very racy. It was very dirty. So racy. I got a bunch of his albums. Uh, and yeah, he was really dirty, really. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just loved, I was such a big Red Fox fan, you know. So funny. And that show. And, you know, Pat Morita was on that show playing mm-hmm. Lamont's friend. And towards the end of Pat Morita's life, I met him and I, the, first things I asked him was about Sanford and Son and about yeah. his relationship with Red Fox. And, and he told me how he just just dis- kind of discovered Pat Morita and kind of mm-hmm. took him under his wing. And he, he's the one who kind of put got him out there into the into the uh, world, you know, as far as comedy is concerned. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. It's so cool. They must have really laughed on that set thinking yeah. about that. Like, I mean, that uh, then there's Grady. Who plays Grady? His name was Whitman Mayo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great character actor. He, uh, I remember there was a children's show that I grew up when I was a kid, and he was on the children's show. He was like, it was just him talking to camera. I don't remember the name of the show, but he was just this great character actor. And there was a, a period in Sanford and Son when Sanford, when when Red Fox was having a, a, a dispute with, the, the, I guess, the network over, like, pay, and he left. Mm. For like a season, I think around almost, a, I think a whole season. And Whitman Mayo kind of his character took it, took over for uh, basically like became Lamont's kind of surrogate while while Fred was like out of town. And yes. then, uh, uh, yeah, and and I remember, uh, I mean, those episodes were were fantastic. You know, yeah. even without Red Fox, and I yeah. was like, yeah, because this guy is just also equally so great. Yeah. It was, yeah. a, I mean, it was a very, I mean, it was a very adult show for a sitcom. I mean, it was, it was like very hard hitting and was probably, I imagine, kind of a late night show. Like it was one of those sitcoms yeah. that was a 930 or nine o'clock. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they, that a lot of that stuff, they probably wouldn't even air now, you know, like yeah. uh, there's some episodes I'm just like, wow, they really, they really went there. Yeah. It was very dirty and really, um, but it was so funny. And I think that, um, yeah, LaWanda Page was always really (laughs) hilarious. And his his interactions with her and constant fighting with her was really funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because LaWanda Page played the sister of his wife his his wife who passed away elizabeth yeah yeah so there was that backstory between their characters and because uh, he was uh, always threatening that he was he was going to go he was going to be with her you know like yeah, he was always yeah. saying that he was, he was like i'm coming yeah i'm, I'm coming, coming to be with it. you yeah, yeah. and then um it, it was well, like the running joke was like something that was going to happen to him and or like that he's seen the ugliest thing that was in the, the ugliest thing. And then she would always appear. She would always show up. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. It was like all ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly jokes. And then she would oh, just yeah. like walk in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, just really it was perfect. So it was so and you funny. Know who, you know who was a writer on that show? Like it was one of his first like TV writing gigs was Gary Shandling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Gary Sh- and it's Gary Shandling's show, which is a, his sitcom, his first kind of sitcom was is like my like other like all time favorite sitcom. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, wait, the one that was not. Not Larry Sanders. 
Not Larry Sanders, though I love Larry Sanders too, but it was before Larry Sanders and it was a multi-camera sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But but he he would break the fourth wall and basically like be talking to the audience. Yeah. And and uh, and like literally like when he would like leave the house, he would step into like a golf cart and drive to the other other side of the set mm-hmm. as if it was like a real car and you could just see the inner workings of how this show worked. Yeah. You know, how sitcoms work and right. they would just play with that and it was so playful and so uh uh just ahead of its time and actually they've never done anything like that even since and i remember yeah. just being so like mesmerized by that show just like oh my gosh this is what this is what it's like to do a sitcom yeah 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 it's really yeah, mes- yeah it was really mesmerizing i mean yeah gary shanling what a great i mean he was so funny and I, I really idolized his comedy. And did you know him at all? No, like- no, I never, I never knew him. I was, uh, yeah, I, I idolized him too. I was like such a fan. Yeah, he was such a. I, I really, lo- I really loved the Larry Sanders show too. Me too. Yeah, so great, so yeah. great, and so funny, and so um, just so interesting, and just uh, you know, like kind of dark. Also, like kind of that weird Dark, yeah. 90s thing of like, we like to look inside of show business and see what's yeah. happening underneath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was another glimpse into late night. And I was uh, big on late night, too, just as a kid growing up. I just like loved just comedy and, and, and those late night talk shows. You know, Carson was that's when I, you know, was really obsessed with it during Carson and and uh so um, the Larry Sanders show was, yeah, another glimpse into like, oh, this is how it works. This yeah. Is fascinating. It yeah. is. It's a, it's yeah. definitely very interesting. And yeah, I didn't know. Th- I didn't know that Gary Shandling was a writer on that, but uh, on Sanford. Son, but that, I guess it makes Sanford, sense. it does make sense. The, the tone of it, the feeling of it, like the, the sounds of it, you know, I guess so. Yeah, yeah it does definitely yeah. make sense. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Isn't, it, isn't it wild? It's That's so cool. Wild. I also, yeah. I love good times a lot too. Oh, I loved good times. Good loved times was good really times. great. Rog rerun. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, like, no. That's, yeah, um, yeah. that's what's happening. Oh, 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 oh what's that? That's what we were talking about. What we were talking about. What we were talking what's about. What's happening is great too, though. Good time. Oh, good time. JJ. Good time JJ. is JJ and um, Thelma and uh, Walona and Florida. Walona, the neighbor. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> uh, um, that was a classic sitcom. But all of those, like, um, did it give you sort of a training on how to sort of like? I do see glimpses of sitcom dad in your performances. You know, like I do see like the. Um, I guess the I, uh, the ancestry dot com of it, like you you know yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. playing a playing a television dad, you do have to have some of the genealogy of television dads in you, you know. Like I think yeah. that that's important. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I grew up on sitcoms, and I grew up on I grew up in front of a television, and and sitcoms were my favorite, and um, uh, literally when I was a kid. Uh, I would I had this little micro cassette recorder mm-hmm. and I would I would put it up against the TV whenever I Love Lucy would air reruns mm-hmm. of I Love Lucy mm-hmm. and uh, and the Dick Van Dyke show. And I would just audio record it. Yeah. And then at, at night, like while in bed, I would just like play and I would f- listen to, you know, 
these sitcoms with the, the audience, the, the laughter of the audience. And it was just, I don't know, something about it was so comforting to me. Yeah, it just beca- kind of became this big kind of part of me, I guess. I just loved it. I just loved uh, that, the format and, and, yeah, and these characters and, and, and the, the sitcom family and the dad. And, and, you know, those are all just like kind of traditions, American mm-hmm. kind of traditions that, that mm-hmm. I really kind of held on to. Yeah, I mean, it's really, yeah. it's exciting. And I think, but it's interesting, though, I, I wonder what the difference of, like, playing it in um, the single cam versus the multicam. And I guess what people, like, when um, the traditional sitcoms that we're talking about, usually, like, were filmed in front of a live studio audience, which means yeah. they're almost, like, shot like a play would be shot in that, yeah, you like, know, you're performing yeah. the show in front of people, Almost like, you know, you're doing sketches in front of an audience. Um, so mm-hmm. it's in sequence and then you're doing it. But um, your show, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, was shot mostly um, on, you know, you of course on the set, but yeah, not in front of set. an audience. So it was yeah, a different and on kind location. of feel. Yeah, and on location. Yeah, yeah. So it was a different feel. It's more like a movie in that, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. yeah. But I think tonally, though, our sh- the show kind of uh, was a little bigger than kind of grounded real life so mm-hmm. it kind of felt like even though it was a single camera show it felt like we were able to push a little bit you know definitely just like yeah yeah and um which was fun which yeah was a lot of fun i mean it wasn't multicam i love multi- i mean you, your your show was a multicam yeah and, yeah yeah and uh i mean i just i don't know i just love the energy of those mm-hmm. you know and the and the and the audience laughter it's just so fun like what you guys were doing was it really reminded me of Happy Days, actually. Speaking of Pat Morita. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Pat Morita, that's right. It's that's very right. Happy Days, which is like yeah. it cuts the balance between going in in like um, in a cinematic direction. Yeah. But also fitting the bill of like this being like a family comedy, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and 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 able to kind of yeah, just just push it just a little bit, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and. Uh, and you could have your big characters and you mm-hmm. could have your, you know, you could have your, but then there's those grounded moments too. I mean, I, I think even, even with uh, multi-camera sitcoms, I I love the multi-camera sitcoms where, yeah, things could get serious here and, you know, yeah. like, like, like good times. Like, yeah. I mean, the good times did that a lot. And a lot of the, the Norman Lear uh, ones, you know, they kind of had some scenes that were just dramatic. And I thought, always thought that was so cool. Well, yeah, it got really dramatic. I mean, they would get, they, uh, Norman Lear uh, would get into really, Really, um, you know, he, I think he was very one of those um, originators of the sort of social uh, justice, um, yeah. morality play kinds of like he really wanted to present things that were not really present in comedy at that point. You know, whether it was yeah. racism or class struggle or, you That's know, things right. like that or abuse or um I remember there was a lot of things like the, all of when they introduced the Janet Jackson character in um, Good Times, it was all about how she had been abused and she she was leaving this right. abusive home and going right. into um, being adopted by Wilona. Yeah. And it yeah. was very, very heavy. Yeah. And it's powerful. And especially in that format, because you're just so used to just laughing and yes. having fun. And then all of a sudden, whoa, yes. you're like, you know, you're like disarmed. And then they, they kind of tell you the real you yeah know? yeah it's yeah. really amazing how um you know the audience would be really alarmed and 
it, it was it was really powerful to use or or you know when um Wilona would be yelling at somebody then you know audiences we get this sort of cathartic release where it's sort of like oh this whole thing is like happening and you feel like really triumphant you know yeah. so I think yeah. um it's really powerful and you would get that during um all in the family too like you get oh, that sure. you know yeah. when people would be like yelling at you know Archie Bunker or whoever yeah. whoever you know like there was always yeah. that sense of like this righteous thing happening yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I don't know. I I I, I guess I, I mean I'm not too up on like mod the modern current like the modern day multi camera sitcoms. I wonder if they're doing that. I, I have no idea. I, I, think I haven't so. really watched it. There yeah. is. There's a there's quite a lot of that on um like the reboot of One Day at a Time. That's the one multi cam oh, yes, yes. that I definitely yeah. see that has sort of a lot of the kind of um like sort of throwback oh. elements. And that's Norman Lear, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a Norman Lear show. Yeah, so, yeah, I could. And then see you that. have somebody like Rita Moreno, who's very used to that kind of. Um, she has that sort of grandeur of she has that you know the legacy aspect of yes. you know who she is. Then she's sort of bringing that, and she sort of informs her performance and her character with you know all of the history of you know what she's done. So that's a yeah. cool thing too. Yeah, that is that's it, that's super cool. I'm glad I'm glad shows like that are still around. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. it's just it's a, such a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like an American thing. It's like jazz. It's like it was made in America, and it's like I don't know. It's just I hope they they keep going and they they innovate and they evolve and and because mm-hmm. uh, I just I just love it so much. I it's know. like theater. It's it like is. theater. Yeah. It is. I was trying to think of like what kinds of like. Asian American, um, what kind of like film genres what we can do in in like, you know, like I love um, to watch uh, Korean movies and, you know, Korean movies are really all about revenge. And yeah, now yeah, uh, yeah. We, we sort of perfected the uh, social class warfare thing right. with Parasite. That's um, right. You know, so we've moved from revenge to like social class horrors. Uh, yeah. So I wonder yeah. if there's like there's some sort of like Asian American equivalent. I don't know if there's like Asian American. Well, there's Asian American horror like uh, Better Luck Tomorrow. That's um, right. That's a great that's right. one. Um, that was a great movie. I yeah. love that movie. That movie really freaks me out. Like it really is. It's 20 years old now. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Um, That is crazy. I can't believe it's 20 years old, but it's also like, it's just as powerful, you know, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful film. And um, it it actually ages very, very well. It really, really holds up. But, um, you know, I think that there's so much in the horror genre that we can relate to. Like, I was thinking about movies like... uh, us and get out oh get out because there's so much anxiety within the african-american community in terms of othering i really do feel like there's so much of that in the asian-american community as well that's untapped oh for sure that's good to sort of like think about um but uh you know that that like that sort of cathartic release is there in horror for the African American community. So I don't don't know exactly. Yeah, what it's a it's great. There. It's a great way. Yeah, it's, horror is just such a great way to like examine kind of social issues. I feel mm-hmm. like and and uh, yeah, and there is just uh, you know our our community is just rich with social issues you and know, horror so many like things. and also Asian people really love a ghost story. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like horror. Like, you don't? No, I don't. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's hard to get me to watch it. Oh, really? Once I watch it, I could really like love it, but I'll never want to see it again. Oh, okay. You know, like The Shining is like one of my favorites. Oh, it's beautiful. But, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. But I don't want to see it again. You know, but it's I scary. love the movie. It's, it's so be- scary. It's and a weird. beautiful movie. Yeah, but it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really, well, it's very unsettling because it's like one of those things where it's unsettling in that it's like, it's not like spooky scary and it's not like jump jump scare scary. Yeah. It's really just, just gets under it's your like, skin disturbing. Psychological, like, yeah. you know, like weird thing, you know, blood coming out of the <laughs> elevator. You know, it's like that kind of scary. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. It's like a bad dream. You yeah. Know? It's the real and stuff. The real the real yeah. stuff that's really disturbing. Yeah, for sure. And for it's sure. like the real, the real terrors. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I love a horror because it's the only time that I'm relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) really because in in scary movies like in horror films it's like you know something bad is gonna happen but in real life like you don't know like something bad is always like and i think that's like a very korean thing because it's like for koreans like it's like oh no because like everything like in like my family like something always is gonna like around the corner something's gonna yes yeah yeah like they're always koreans are used to koreans uh just us as a just historically we're used to horrors you know like something terrible yeah something that like a classic thing of like this is like my family of like um my father's uh and his brothers had to like dig for an outhouse in their home in korea and they um they got in trouble so they had to like stay up all night to dig the outhouse so they like Uh they got in like big big trouble for my grandfather so they stay up all night and do it and um they kept digging all night and they found a body. They found a skeleton. Oh my gosh. That was like a soldier who had been deserted, who had deserted from like the oh army. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. that they like, they, they set it up, set up the skeleton like so that they could, they scare their sisters when oh their sisters God. were going to the bathroom. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? That Dude, is. That's, that's, that's wild. like, I mean, so you could see why they would get in trouble for oh, like. Yeah. And have to stay up all night to like. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so wild. my my. That's my dad. That's like how yeah, bad, yeah. bad, bad. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Right. It's like, oh, it's not enough that we found a body. Uh, We're gonna we use it, it to, prank to scare <laughs> our sister, our little sisters who are like seven, eight years old. Uh, that's so oh, interesting. Like that is hard, fascinating. Core, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it, yeah, it is. It is like I feel like uh, our, you know, our elders, Korean uh, older generation, they just have a different kind of worldview, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, like my, I mean, this is nothing like that. But not too long ago, my parents, their home got broken into, mm-hmm. and uh, and a ton of stuff were was taken, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um. And I, you know, they called my mom, my mom called me like, basically this happened during the day. And my mom called me like late that night. And and she was so casual about it. She was like, oh, hey, our home got broken into. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, Uh and I like rushed over there. And she was just like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, like, it's no big deal. It's like, it's, it's, don't worry about it. Don't worry, you know. And it was like, they weren't even... And if this has happened before, like when I was a kid, our home got broken into and, and, uh, I don't know. They were, ju- they're just so like, not that they're like used to like horrible things happening all the time, but mm-hmm. they, they just have this kind of protective layer, you know, whenever like bad things happen where they kind of don't, they, they don't absorb the, at least like, from the outside, they don't kind of absorb the tragedy of it, you know, or they or the don't want to alarm it. you. That's it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, it's okay. This is like not good. It's mm-hmm. okay to 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 wig out over yeah. this. You know? Yeah, well, but they're, they're just so chill about. Just it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're just like, uh, you know, they almost want to absorb it. So it's like it's not as like stressful. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder if that's that kind of makes it worse because it just you just kind of like holding things in, you know, Yeah, it's just like, you know, it is. But it's it's kind of stoic and it's kind of it, it, it's a very Korean attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, for sure. is like you kind of absorb it. It's almost like, you, you know, it, it's. It is like better luck tomorrow. It's like you absorb it so that you'll have better luck next time. Right, right. There is that. That's a very Korean way of thinking. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But, Take the hit now. It's fine. Yeah. We'll be. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, sure. it's kind of immigrant too, and it's kind of like um, but yeah, definitely it is a, it's one of the it it is a it's a sort of thing, but it, it's a it's a it's a very Korean kind of thing i mean are they i I think it's also like if your kids are successful you also don't want to be like making a big deal so that you don't want to stress them out because you want your kids to continue to be successful or something right (laughs) right, because that's yeah you don't want like that to take up any sort of headspace yeah yeah exactly you know are your parents like super excited about your your success and you're the oh they Oh, he's on the door. So he's uh, not, you know, <laughs> not, so not outwardly. They, 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 they're not, not to me. You know, I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're proud, and they, yeah. they tell me that they're proud, which is great. Yeah. But, uh, but they, they're not like, they're not throwing parties or anything like that. But they, but they also know me, and they know that I'm not like that, like that either. I'm not, you know, into that either. But, but I will find out from people who know them, like people. Who work with them or or neighbors or you know they'll come up to me and be like you don't know how much your dad talks about you you yeah. know he's he's always showing me photos yeah. it's like he is so proud and i'm, I'm like so oh my gosh excited. i didn't even know that. yeah i'm sure they're so excited yeah. i mean because it's yeah. like very again it's like one of those things when you step out into a career that's completely like different 
they get really worried. Like my parents, for me, they were so worried. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what, so what did, were you doing? Were you, was it basically like for you one day, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and you just did it? Yeah. Uh, and they were like, no, they were like, like you can't, but you did it anyway, type of thing. They didn't really understand what it was, and they were so freaked out. And then, you know, I just, but I was so determined to be a comedian, like I, I couldn't be stopped. And then I, I wasn't a good student anyway, so it kind of didn't really like they didn't know what to do. Right, you know? right, right. I was just right. so uh, determined to do my thing, and I, I had no like ideas about like, oh, I'm not gonna ever try to like even have anything to fall back on like there was nothing in my no plan b no any there was nothing like that no sort of degree so i could teach there was nothing like that in my arsenal to sort of like that they could kind of get in there you know there was nothing like that so while you were pursuing it like early on were they kind of constantly telling you that like what are you doing you're not going to make it like were you, did you have to deal with that well, as you were kind of starting I think so but I was so absent like I was just so determined and so like uh, focused on just doing comedy and out and uh, writing jokes and doing um, these like little open mics and driving all over the world everywhere just doing shows that I I just didn't have any space to listen and I didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. Um, time yeah. to worry about that and then I was just right. so uh, you know at that time like in the this is like the late 80s early 90s like there was just no no uh, opportunity for me to hear anything from them and it, you know like I, I just I, I don't know, like I was just so caught up in wanting to do what I wanted to do that yeah. I, I did. And by the time that I I, I uh, was actually like open to listening to them, I was already successful. At right, it. right. <laughs> so right, it was kind of right, like I didn't, right. I didn't stop at all. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why you are who you are. You yeah, know? I just wanted why. it so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was uh, a little bit, uh, I, I, a little bit of, I was very affected by, you know, their, their constant doubt, you know, mm-hmm. and I was very like, believing that, yeah, they, I think they're right. I don't think I'm good enough. You know, I don't know if I'm good. So, so after college, when I wanted to do it, I kind of just, kept myself from going all in I just Mm kind of worked regular jobs for you know for years and 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 meanwhile I was doing all this comedy and acting stuff on just as a hobby on the side and yeah but that's where my heart was yeah and uh and it wasn't until I was like yeah you know well into my mid to later 20s where I was like okay this is I just got to uh, you know, they're, I'm just going to do it. And I'm not at home now. So I, I don't have to hear them constantly telling me I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, if, so I feel like for me at the beginning, it was kind of a conscious doing it behind their back mm-hmm. almost just so that I didn't have to kind of hear them. You yeah. Know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then tough. eventually when I'd find success, like you say, it's like, then they start, oh, you know, they were just worried about me. They just wanted to. Yeah, they just get so well. worried. It's just hard. I just didn't have. The, I didn't have um, any sort of contact enough to like. I didn't have any space to let them in to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it was like 
it, it, it just sort of happened the way it did. But yeah, that's hard. That's it's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's 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 anything in the arts is hard to do without support, you know, yeah. without like support from your loved ones. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm sure, sure that they're so proud now and it's exciting now, you know, and it it's yeah. like it's exciting to just take a moment to like, go, OK, well, you know, what's what do you, you know, you have a million things you can do now. Like what what do you think you want to do? What, what do you feel like you want, like from Hollywood now or what do you feel like you want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I. I was just like kind of a working actor, just, you know, trudging through for so long. I still kind of have that mentality a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to keep, keep working, keep having fun. But I also, I feel like I'm in a position now where I could kind of uh, be a little more choosy and a little more, uh, uh, maybe even kind of create my own things to, you know, to do, like, the things that I always dreamed of doing, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe, like, taking those shots, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so that's what I'm kind of, that's where I'm at right now, just basically trying to to create stuff for, for myself and for other folks. We started, uh, me and a couple friends started a production company, so we're, like, focused on making stuff, not just for me, but stuff for me for sure, along yeah. with stuff for, for other folks. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, so... So that's been taking up a lot of uh, my time and, and energies. And, and uh, we have a few shows that uh, who knows what will happen. But, you know, a few shows. We're taking shots. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah. there should be. There should be. I mean, and that's like it's such a weird time. It's like I want to know, like, when production will be up again. That's so, so hard to know. It's like I'm doing some yeah. weird stuff like. I guess we'll have to, like, be able to do something sometime. Yeah, yeah, it is a weird time because of this. But yeah, because it's like right now all the uh like producing stuff is happening. Like people are pitching shows, people, you know, people are buying shows, people are are writing shows, but it's like all of this is happening without any idea when we'll actually get to make any of this, you mm-hmm. know. And, or or and, and because of that, we don't even know if we're going to actually make any of these things you know or if they're just going to kind of be developed and then the pandemic's over and then they'll be like oh we don't know we don't want that anymore you know it's like who who knows what's going to happen type of thing but uh but i mean it's you know it is a good time to 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 feel creative and inspired it's a good time to do that you know to create and make stuff yeah you don't then it's a good time to chill out too Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah it is. It's yeah. like a kind of thing of like, what, uh, what, what do we, I mean, it's sort of like, what do we, what, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's such a weird thing because, um, it, it, it's, it's almost as if like the one business that you think could never stop, which is entertainment actually like yeah. stopped, yeah. Yeah. which is such a strange thing. And even like to think about movies, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love movies. I love going to the theater. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I don't even know if that's going to happen anymore. You know, like Mm -hmm. if it does, it'll it'll, it'll definitely be a a long time from now before like you can pack a movie theater, you know? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's it's all kind of a a big question mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as a weird 
thought, but I mean, I'm sure it's going to be able to happen again. But I, I mean, that's what I, I love going out to just seeing things with other people, being around other yeah. people. Yeah, it's it's it is tough. I'm I miss being next to people. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I know it's yeah. sad. Yeah, I just have one person. He's like my he's my my Valentine. He's like my quarantine. And then I have this little Barker. Oh my gosh, so cute. She's a little she's a little Barker. But she, Adorable. she's a good girl, but she does she hates Zoom. <laughs> well, that's because your attention. You're 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 giving away your attention and elsewhere. She hates Zoom. She hates <laughs> social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's really against streaming. It's like ridiculous. What kind of uh breed? She's is a she? uh, she's a she's a Chihuahua uh Dalmatian. She we I did her wisdom panel. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. did she did uh th- but I don't really believe it. I'm like how is she Dalmatian? <laughs> I, hey. I don't really I I don't really uh, I don't know. Are you it 100% does. Korean? I mean, I I, I that's what I'm told, that's but what... I, we don't we don't know, you know. I mean, that's what I they never did that. Did you have you ever done the uh like the 23 and Me's like yeah. those things? They they said that I am um 100% Chinese. Really? Yeah, that that uh, we're actually all chi- all Koreans are Chinese. That we're actually all Chinese, but they that um, Koreans are our ethnicity is Chinese, but Koreans is like a nationality. So the um, you know, right, 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 right. The, the we co- all pay- the haplo group or whatever that will, like our ethnography is yeah, is yeah. Chinese ultimately chinese that's interesting so we're we're all ultimately chinese but does that go for all uh kind of east asian yeah groups yeah okay i think yeah yeah something like that's, that that's uh I, I don't know but your parents I, I will not agree i told my parents and they're like oh no oh no, <laughs> no. you korean no <laughs> no do you speak korean no hardly Little, a little, a little bit, little. enough to enough to get to order. Uh, to well, barely enough to order, and uh, but I can understand like yeah. pretty well. Not not like perfectly, but pretty well. We've been watching like a lot of Korean dramas. Oh, like, that's lately. right. Yeah, oh, like the Itaewon. Like, it- yeah, Itaewon class, so good. Mm-hmm. Margaret, you got to see it. Yeah, uh, if you haven't. Um, but uh. But when I sometimes I'll like, okay, I'm not going to read the subtitles. I'm just going to listen. And I, I could be like, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I understood like, you know, 75% of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. probably would understand a lot. I bet you would. Um, if you ever listen to like um, the commentary track of like a movie like Old Boy, you would probably yeah. be able to understand a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, maybe. if like yeah. it's like film terms, so you could probably understand and then also, yeah. um, it's like the the more uh, you know, like you listen to like uh, people talking in Korean, then you go, oh, 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 like because our generation they really didn't want us to have an accent, yeah. So they didn't allow us to speak Korean speak as Kore- much. Yes, yes. I mean, I talked to my parents about that, uh, or you know, g- growing up, my they were very much don't you know don't speak English. Mm-hmm. You know, have a, have American friends, you mm-hmm. know, like and and uh, that was really, really big on them. And then, you know, as I got older and uh, uh, I kind of resented them for it, you yeah. know, because uh, I'd meet other Koreans who were like 
hanging out with Koreans and going, mm-hmm. you know, doing Korean things. And I feel like, oh, gosh, that I, you know, I try to be a part of those worlds, but felt like kind of like an, too much of an outsider, you know, and I'd be like, why didn't why didn't you teach me, you know, or why didn't you, you know, like enforce that, you know, and it was just the, I think, yeah, like you say, it was just that, that generation of, of Korean immigrants that, that mm-hmm. really, you know, again, worried about their kids and didn't want their kids to be too foreign, I guess. Well, they wanted us to be Americanized, um, yeah. Americanized, but then you can go, uh, to, um, to not too far, but then it's like, you can go to a place of like where, um, then you feel kind of like your your s- sort of like development is f- so almost stunted. Like I always feel like my development is sort of stunted in one way, but we can yeah. like sort of keep growing back the other way. Right, know? right, right, but, right. You do, know, do you speak Korean? I'm trying to get better at it. Um, uh-huh. I did do Rosetta Stone for a while, but then you have to like um, do this part of Rosetta Stone where you speak to other um, people at your level online. Oh, really? And then I got oh, scared. Really? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is to. scary. I mean, I was like, I don't want to win. That is scary. I mean, I took classes for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was uh, I was amazed at how fast I picked up like kind of the basic level, you know. Mm-hmm. But then once it got to like more complicated stuff, I was uh, yeah, I was just lost. I was so yeah. lost. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that I could probably pick up more, but I just got too scared to speak to the like other students at my level. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I got Have you, I got scared. Ha- have you gone to Korea a lot? Yes, I, I do like that. I really enjoy I've been to Korea a few times and I really enjoy that. And then yeah. when you go, like you really pick it up. Right, 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 right. You know, right, like you right, definitely right. Um, have you been you have you gone? You know what? I haven't gone since I was a kid. Mm. I've gone once in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I was super young. Mm-hmm. And I remember being traumatized by the experience. Mm. I mean, I was, I was, I must have been like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was very attached to my mom. My mom didn't go on that trip, you know, so it was like me and my brother and my dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and my Korean was so bad. And I and at the time it was a different time, and mm-hmm. I remember just getting yelled at a lot by people oh, because no. my Korean was so oh. bad. I mean, it's different now, like I'm sure, but uh, but just getting yelled at a lot, and I remember no. just like it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a tough time. It was oh. a tough time, but uh, but now it's like I really want to go back. Yes, I just want to see it. It's just so such a different place now. Oh, it's it was. so like, amazing! It's yeah, so fun, yeah. and then you'll be such a big star, and it'll be so excited. <laughs> And they'll, be, they'll all be fighting to practice their English. Uh, oh, my gosh. It'll be so I good. Yeah. And, then, oh, and everybody stands up. When we go to Korea, everybody stands up. Because when you walk in the room, yeah. it's a, it, they, the elder thing kicks in. Oh, so they all right. stand up. Right. So all of the That's young right. like actors and stuff, they all like yeah. stand up. And, they're, they're, and it's really oh, cute. Really? It's yeah, really cute. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I remember growing up. Like I used to hate that, like all so, that stuff. I'd be like, "Why do, we, why, why do people do that?" But now it's like it's I think beautiful. it's so cool. It's really beautiful. It is beautiful. It makes me, it, it makes me cry because it's just so earnest and it's real and it's really sweet. It's real and it's like embedded in the culture yeah. and that sh- that respect is beautiful for people before you, people who who've lived and experienced things that you had. I mean, that's sh- that's. Sh- that should be there, yeah. you know. That should be uh, uh, 
uh, a part of our culture. It's really good. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it to you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you on the um, internets, on the, um, on your, what are your handles? Oh, gosh. I don't, you know what? I'm, I only have Instagram. That's it. What is I, that? I, it's Randall Park. That's it. At Randall Park. At Randall Park. Two L's. Two L's. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have a Twitter account, but I, I, I don't use it at all. Well, um, I'm bowing to you. Thank you, Randall. So fun talking to you, Margaret. You're I'm bowing best. back. Thank you. <laughs> that was a thrill. I am. I got to say, I am such a huge fan of you, and I feel like we all we all should be bowing to you uh, for for everything you've done and continue to do. So thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.